Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Ben. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 98 of The Usual Podcast, the podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me tonight, my special co-host guest is Mr. John Skeen. Say hello, sir. Hello. Thanks for having me on. Dude, I'm stoked to have you back, man. It's been too long. It has, but hey, you know, it it all works out in the end. (laughs) I know, right? Let's talk about what we're drinking and then we'll talk uh, to you a little bit. Uh, so I am sitting here enjoying my usual frosty beverage, and conveniently, it is a gift from one said Mr. John Skeen. It is an Indiana Brewing Company called Sun King Brewing Company, and it is called All Right, All Right, All Right, which I have <laughs> featured on the show before since you sent it to me, uh, you know, once, twice a year or so. Um, I love it. It's it's just a really nice beer. Uh, can you tell me anything about that brewing company? Have you been over there? Uh, I have not, but yeah. we're, I'm actually going to go with my uh, oldest son now that uh, school is out, and we're going to take this thing called the Brew Bus downtown Ooh. Indianapolis. I'm intrigued. And yes, so thirty bucks, you get to go to three different breweries and try flights at each brewery. And oh. Sun King is on that list, so oh. definitely, uh, definitely looking forward to that. That sounds like a, a beer lover's uh, uh, perfect deal, man. Thirty bucks, that's it. Oh, I know. That's I, I couldn't believe it was only thirty bucks. So, oh man! Okay. If only yeah, I in. lived in Indiana, which I don't. But anyway, <laughs> uh, what are you drinking, man? Well, tonight I didn't have uh, time to stop and pick up any frosty beverages. <laughs> so oh, maybe, maybe because I told you like three hours ago we were going to do this. <laughs> well, and see, Indiana, we have really strange liquor laws, so you can't just stop at a gas station and pick up cold beer. You actually have to go to a liquor store and get it. Um, huh. So. Having my two girls, youngest daughters, a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old in the car, I didn't really want to park in a liquor store parking lot and run in and grab beer. I, I, so, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I'm just having a nice nightcap with some uh, Gentleman Jack. So awesome. it's kind of a nice mellow way to end the evening. Awesome, dude. Um, well, I'm glad to have you back. So and in, since you've been on the show, you have started your own podcast, have you not? Uh, I have, um, my, my good friend, Joe, um, he and I have been friends for quite some time and definitely, definitely, uh, comic book geeks together, uh, started our, uh, our own little podcast. It's called the geeking hour. Uh, we've only got five episodes out so far. We record about once a month. Uh, it gives us plenty to talk about. We mostly talk about the comic book movies, but occasionally we actually throw a, you know, an actual paper comic book in there and talk about it as well. Uh, but it's just, you know, Two, two guys just talking about comics and geek culture and just the things that we like. And we rarely use show notes. So <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that sounds familiar except for the show notes part. Cause if I didn't, who knows what we'd be, but, uh, but it's, it's nice to kind of sit down with a buddy. And that's why Will and I started this whole thing anyway. It's just a, it's just an excuse basically to sit down and talk about the things we like. So I think that's, I think that's awesome. And I'll have a link in the show notes to the geeking hour, his podcast. So, um, you definitely got to check that out for sure. And uh, so you ready, man, to talk about some SWOTOR and some Star Wars and such? Absolutely. Let's get into it. All right. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. And Mr. John Skeen is with John R. Skeen. At, is that correct? At On Twitter. Awesome. And uh, we have the timestamps in the show notes, of course. Uh, if you're not a SWOTOR fan, we don't have a whole lot of SWOTOR or Star Wars this week. So 
I feel like uh, Mr. Skeen and I will get off onto some geek tangents later, but uh, definitely hang out if you're in the chat room. Thank you so much for being there. I will do my best. Usually, uh, <laughs> I'll do my best to watch the chat room. I just, uh, it's it's not my forte, but thank you everybody for being there. I saw Mox and Jim and, and BB, and I think Lady came in at some point. So thank you all for, for hanging out. Uh, so let's get into Star Wars Yoda Republic. You want to fight? I'm ready. Stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you if you will only kneel. Uh, anything? Uh, so, dude, have you been playing the game? I know you've had some stuff going on. Uh, yeah, I've played a little bit here and there. Um, mm-hmm. still kind of working on the uh, the whole command crate and leveling up on that, doing that grind. I've, my problem with it is I've got three different tunes that I'm trying to do it on. So when I log in, it's kind of, well, this one's not even with the next one. So I'm going to, I'm going to grind out on this one for a little bit. And right. The, the alt dance, right? Yeah, exactly. The, 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 the strategy that doesn't necessarily work because I still don't have anybody even at 100 yet. And That's I know right. some people, some people in our stream <laughs> right yeah. now, uh, in the chat room have actually you know hit 300 what within like two days or something like that so yeah some um, people i like to give a hard time about that um <laughs> maybe their name starts with m who knows yeah um, right <laughs> but don't don't feel bad about it man like i said i actually pretty much the only thing i've been doing is is playing wog on friday nights for the most part and i just hit like a hundred and nine or ten on that one tune the rest aren't even close so you're you're ahead of the game on me as far as the cxp grind i'll tell you that well yeah actually i saw that on your monday stream Mm -hmm. um where you hit it everybody i think everybody kind of hit something at once on that on that stream if i'm not mistaken yeah no that was that was a fun cleanup night which i'll which i'll talk about in a minute so what what do you like to do in game most man since I haven't talked to you in a while. Uh, smack things with a lightsaber. That's yeah. what I like to do. <laughs> you know, that's, that's why we play Star Wars games, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, you know, I I don't necessarily have a favorite thing to do. Um, it just kind of depends on what my mood is. Sometimes I like to just jump into some PvP and have fun with that. Um, my favorite thing to do, honestly, is WOG. Because yeah. we, when everybody gets together and I, I have time and I've, I've got the gumption to stay up late... Um, it, it's just it's more fun that way when you have that many people and we're all in discord and having a good time and it's not uh the normal ops group where everybody's kind of intense it's it's a lot more fun that way no we we love it when you can make it man and when we get 16 guys together and it's you know we have our kind of core group of people but then you know people come in new new folks come and go um it's it's a ton of fun and and that's uh basically what i'm going to talk about what i did this week was since you're asking um yeah. so <laughs> No, we did a Wog 16 man, uh, Dread Fortress, uh, on Friday night, and I've been streaming it on Friday nights, which is a, a ton of fun. Um, and you know, we had the couple weeks with the influencers. There was a little hiccup last week, but I'm not going to talk about that so much. Um, actually, actually, well, no, I talked about it already. Uh, but we did 16 man, uh, Dread Fortress. We got through the first three bosses, and then we did a Wog cleanup night on Monday night, and that was just eight man, but, it was fun, man. Uh, we got through it. Uh, we had a really good group both nights, uh, and we got some people through it that had never seen it. And that's a, it's not an easy op, and there's a lot of mechanics and stuff like that. So, um, it was a ton of fun. So, WOG is always, always, always a good time. So, if you're interested in beginning ops groups and you're listening to this, uh, definitely check us out on the Harbinger. We're at, uh, what, unholyalliance.org, and, uh, it's Wookie Mistake and Unholy Alliance Guild. So, 
A lot of fun. Absolutely. And and if you're looking for a great guild, you can't beat that guild because No, we have some good people. <laughs> yeah, everybody's so welcoming and it's it's not intense and everybody will take time and and help you out if you're a new player. So, definitely uh, you know, hit us up and join. Exactly. All right, so just a couple news items, dude. Uh we had maintenance on the 16th, which was a couple days ago on Tuesday. Um, and we talked about this last week, but there's some changes with the cartel market coming with this latest pack. Um, and there's some controversy about it. So the one thing I'm going to bring up is it says, uh, we talked about the bronze versus silver. Uh, people were asking like, so it was common to have bronze before and now it's going to be silver. So Eric basically says, so what you're asking about sounds like bronze, silver, gold packs, such as the silver decorations pack. So somebody was saying, Hey, wouldn't it be nice to have all the decorations in like one deal? And I think they tried this, but it didn't work out. I don't know if you remember this. Um, they tried it a while back, but it, it kind of went away. Right. And I, sometimes yeah. it seems like they, they have an idea and they want to go back and revisit it, which is great. Um, you know, from time to time, but the, the timing always seems to be just a little bit off. I agree, man. And, and, and the main thing, I haven't bought packs in a while. I actually might jump in and grab this steadfast one just because they have made those, uh, loot changes. There won't be the bronze items, um, and that kind of thing. But, I I don't know. I haven't I haven't dropped any money uh in the game in a while, so I'm not that now, concerned about that. Did I read somewhere that you're going to get a or hear the a grand chance cube with every pack now? Yeah, but not the I what they did was they they made it so you don't get two tran- chance cubes in every one. You're going to get one, but there was a because of the way the loot table was, you would sometimes get two and oh. people weren't happy about that. So okay. you'll, you'll get one, but not two, which, which okay. is fine. So you're kind of guaranteed to get, uh, at least something fairly recent as the way it's set up now, from what I understand. Um, and then there's an issue with the unlock prices. Um, and they're not, they don't have any current changes planned, but they're listening to the concern about the, uh, basically the, uh, collection unlock charges, uh, prices. I think, I think they might be inflated or something like that. I I don't remember. Let me go to the original post here real quick and find out what the hell they're talking about. I don't know if anybody remembers, if anybody's seen this, Mox might know. Um, but I guess I haven't looked in game, but there's some, there's some, something off with the collection prices, um, with the way the tables are set up. So people are complaining about that. They're not going to change it yet, but they'll fix it at some point. It, probably so the community is complaining about something in Swotor. I know it's weird, right? I mean, what? It's like, it's like they're not a hundred percent happy with the way the game is. It's, it's just so, <laughs> I don't get it. It's just so weird. <laughs> oh man. I love it. All right. So real quick, the, the, one of the other things before I get into this, like makeshift, uh, discussion topic I put together here. Uh, the last week we talked about they're going to have, uh, on the vendor using your, your coins. What do they call them? Your, um, CXP, what do you call them? The, the tokens? The, yeah, the, command yeah, tokens. The command tokens. So you'll be able to buy tier one gear. And, and the thing I like about it is that they are legacy bound. So the fact that they're legacy bound, so I can go over to one of my other tunes that hasn't, that's level 70 that I need gear on, and I can buy a whole tier one gear slot. Um, and the clarification is people are saying, well, it's probably not going to be the left side. It's just going to be the right side. Um, and this is again, part of the roadmap that Keith is kind of dangling saying, Oh, it's going to come soon. TM. Right. Um, and he said, uh, it's so the clarification is it is the entire 
gear set. So that's everything. Earpieces, oh, nice. relics, and everything. So the thing I like about that is, you know, level 70, if I need, if I want to bring a DPS, if I ever do that one day, um, then I can just buy it. I mean, you know, we have like a surplus of these tokens, you know? So I, I don't know. What do you think? No, I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, it's, if you can use it across your whole spectrum of tunes, it makes it a lot easier. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm surprised that they did it this way because well, I, I really thought it would just be one side and that would be it. Well, I'm glad they went that way. And I'm also surprised at how unalt friendly the command system was in the beginning. And I'm glad they're kind of trying to make that better. But I mean, when you have, I mean, we're not the only people that have 20 something tunes. Some people have way more than that. You know what I mean? So uh, it makes a lot of sense to try to make it a little better. Um, speaking of the roadmap, uh, Keith came out today, and this was just a couple hours ago. He said, I want to let you know I'm still on target to deliver the SWOTOR roadmap this month. I'll share with you the direction for each SWOTOR gameplay area, our plans for improving a variety of in-game experiences, and insight into how we'll be communicating with you going forward. In the meantime, I'd like to continue providing you with a weekly update. Last week, I gave you a few of the highlights for our next game update coming in June, which is 5.2.2. And he said, here's another one. You'll now be able to customize Theron's outfit. Oh, nice. So basically, so I'm wondering, so he, he uses Theron. I'm hoping that's just an example because you have all these companions, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're locked into these outfits. I'm hoping that you'll be able to customize more than just Theron, but maybe he's just using that as an example. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I, I would like more customization. I mean, you know, I don't play with Theron that often. So, right. you know, it would be nice to, you know, use it on the players I, I like or the, you know, my companions that I like to use more often than not. So, and I'd like it to be more than, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining it's going to be a customization deal, but it'd be nice if they kind of went back and just made it, um, cosmetic, you know, and you can just throw in kind of like an outfit designer for companions. That, that's something I'd like to see. Mm-hmm. But, um. Yeah, especially, I mean, like for me, I use Lana Bonica for most of it. So I would definitely right. like to change that up after seeing her in the same outfit I mean, for look, the last two and a half years. So, Look, she needs a new outfit. Bottom she line. does. I mean, she does. It's kind of brutal. Yeah, no, Mox, you're right. It better be more than just Theron. I think he's using that example. Let's hope it's not just Theron. <laughs> Otherwise, gee, I wonder if the people would be upset if that was the case. <laughs> Well, nobody uh, complain. No, no, nobody will complain about anything in Sotor. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, the one thing I liked about, uh, there's only two other items in the dev tracker this week. And the one was, uh, there was a question for the story devs on how to justify the Sith pureblood inquisitor. And I saw this come up. Oh man, these are old school days. When I was working for Tor Wars back in the day, there was some controversy about that when the game, maybe it was beta right when it came out because the inquisitor storyline, you're a slave. Right. Right. Um, but Sith Purebloods, obviously, that doesn't quite sync up. So, uh, let me open this up. Where's that? Okay. So he said, uh, this is Charles Boyd, obviously, story guy. He says, I think the first backstory you have there is more like, more likely than the second, personally. As brutal as the Sith are to one another, there must be cases where powerful Sith, uh, Pureblood Sith are, is overthrown and their surviving family members are enslaved. Um, and it would certainly be quite the trophy for the Sith who overtr- overthrew them. If purebloods are held to the most powerful, then defeating and enslaving them must be seen as an impressive display of power indeed. So I like this because it's a little story driven and role play driven. Um, 
for people that really are asking the the right questions of the story dev. So I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, do you have I, any Sith purebloods, dude? Yeah, that was actually my my first uh, character, my very really? first tune. Yep. What class was I it? Did, uh, Inquisitor. Nice, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have so you first hand experience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if I can remember that far back, exactly right, how the right. storyline went, but. Um, you know, it, the storyline was enjoyable. And I think that that's one of the things that we lose sight of sometimes with the game is just make it enjoyable. Yeah. It doesn't always have to fit perfectly. Sometimes things that don't fit perfect are just fine as well. Exactly. I'm with you. All right. One last thing. There is a Windows, uh, Windows 10 update issue. And I haven't encountered this yet because I don't have Windows 10 on this machine. Um, but I do have it on my laptop, but I haven't booted the game up on that. What's, I guess what's happening is when you get to the login screen and you try to click something, the game crashes. <laughs> so, you know, I actually, I had that happen, um, after the last update. You did. Okay. Uh, yes. Um, it, you know, all the, all the machines updated and I was kind of worried because of the, uh, the whole cyber attack malware thing that happened last week. So right. I wanted to make sure all the computers in the house were all updated and then i had an issue but then i turned the computer off rebooted it again and it was fine so yeah there's there's a couple other workarounds in this in this uh link i'll just leave it in the show notes part of it is um there's an issue with it if it's in windows windowed mode or full screen mode so you can kind of bounce back and forth and get it to work um but bioware is working on a fix so eventually they'll fix it um anything else for Swotor, my friend or can we you want to move on let's move on cool man I was raised to do one thing, but I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. Uh, let's get to our Star Wars section and Mother's Day just passed, right? Um, as, it as did. we, as we know, right? I uh huh. Mean, right. We should know. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, so, my wife wasn't happy with the toilet brush I got her for Mother's Day. Well, that's know. the thing, right? It's like, okay, so what do I get? You know, my wife, usually, <laughs> thankfully, my wife usually just likes to garden. Uh, and so usually I'll get her some plants and we'll, I'll spend the day pulling weeds and stuff like that and making the yard look nice for, for the summer. So that's usually what we do. But speaking of Mother's Day, uh, Billy Lord, uh, put, posted a, um, a, some awesome pictures, uh, for Mother's Day to honor her mother, Carrie Fisher. So, um, I have a link in the show notes. I don't know if you see it, but, uh, oh man, this, this one on Instagram is just really adorable. It's Billy Lord as a kid and a young Carrie Fisher. They're on a train, um, stuff like that. It's just, it's just really cute. Um, one of the things she says is she taught me by her own example that the most involved person is seemingly a contradiction. Lord said at the event, they are both the strongest and the most vulnerable person in the room. And that was her. And that is Leia. So she had, a, it looks like it was more than just pictures. Uh, she did. And let's see, where is it? Lord made her first public appearance at last month's Star Wars celebration when she paid tribute to her mother. And that was a quote from that. So, uh, but this picture is really kind of adorable. So, uh, any thoughts on Carrie Fisher? I haven't talked to you when that happened. Uh, no, um, you know, I'm, I'm anxious to see what, what happens with the rest of the movies. You know, I, I know this next episode is done. I just hope it, as they move her out of the storyline, it's done tastefully. That, yeah. That's the, that's the thing that, 
you know, I, I think about the most. Um, I think with nine, they've already said they're not going to do it CG, but I think they're going to have to figure out a way to write her out or figure out something. Um, and I know that's already kind of happened. So we'll see how it goes. I can't wait for the last Jedi. December is going to be good. So, right. Uh, let's move on to something I think is kind of ridiculous yet hilarious. Uh, there's a force. <laughs> I'm sure you can guess, but there's a force awakens character that is the fastest, uh, fastest rising baby name. <laughs> I, I saw this uh, article. Uh, it was funny because it was kind of the end of the night. My wife and I were both just kind of, you know, breezing through our phones. Right. I asked, I asked like, so what do you suppose it is? You know, just trying to get her to guess. And she's like, I have no idea. And when I told her it was Kylo, she was like, what? Right. She couldn't believe, she couldn't believe that. It's kind of nuts. Are they using, I'm, I'm trying to figure out if they're using the, are they saying Kylo, is it Kylo Ren or just Kylo or what? I mean, I just think it's insane. So, uh, this post is funny. It says, as other baby names that increase in popularity, they're Creed. Benicio, Adonis, Fox, and Kai. I don't know where some of the other ones are, but um, I just—it's just funny how geek culture kind of seep, uh, seeps in. And as a teacher, I always come up against students' random names, and it's just like, oh, I know what your parent was thinking, you know, kind of thing. So, <laughs> right. uh, I just think that's kind of cool. Um, and we've talked about this quite a bit on this show, but you and McGregor—I think he was on Kimmel. Or he was on something, and of course he would still love to do an Obi Wan movie. I haven't asked you. Uh, what do you think of an Obi Wan Kenobi movie movie with you and McGregor? Oh, I would be fine with it. Um, some there, with the Star Wars comic line, um, some of the like little one shot issues were are the diaries of Ben Kenobi, and those stories usually are really really good. Yeah. Um, so if they took something either out of that or you know used use that as kind of a framework and, and we're inventive with the storyline that way. I think I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. No, I, I, I would really enjoy it. I loved the Kenobi, no- Kenobi novel. Unfortunately it wasn't Canon, but Oh man, that there's elements of that. If they, and they kind of toyed with it a little bit in the, in the comics um, where they kind of, you know, what he was doing in isolation, but I don't know. I, I would really enjoy it. And I know Ewan McGregor wants to come back to this and I, I love his Obi-Wan. So that would be pretty awesome. Um, let's see what else we have here. Uh, oh, you're going to get a kick out of this. All right. So Rogue One writer exposes Lucasfilm's top secret writing restrictions. Okay. So the dude who wrote Rogue One. All right. He said, uh, hold on, let me find it. Star Wars story screenwriter Gary Witta recently revealed some details during a spotlight panel at Salt Lake Comic Con's uh, FanX uh, 2017. So he says, working for Lucasfilm is like working for the CIA. Okay. <laughs> I, I love this. He said, he, uh, Witta relayed a story about how he got the gig to write the Rogue One script. And then he says, where is it? Uh, he says, after receiving the document, he'd get a phone call with a 16-digit passcode to unlock it. <laughs> okay. Widow remained in his house for most of the day, anticipating the call, except for five minutes, and that's when the call came. He ran back inside only to find the voicemail saying they try again on Monday. And he said he spent the whole weekend bouncing <laughs> off walls and even tried to guess the document's passcode with no avail. So they password protect this stuff is like I just think that that level of security I think is just amazing. Uh, I 
I can believe it. And really, um, and hopefully I'm not spoiling anything later on here in the podcast. But no, you're okay. With, uh, with the kind of hijacking of some of the videos that have come out, mm-hmm. you know, who's to say it couldn't happen with the writing as well? You know, somebody's taking it hostage for ransom. Well, yep. and, and that's but, the thing, man. I mean, and Star Wars fans, you know, we love our, we love speculating and we love, you know, trying to figure out how things are going to happen. But personally, as a Star Wars fan, I would rather have this conversation with you or Will or any of the people that we, that we know that love this franchise. But I don't, I don't want to know spoilers until like, I, you know, I don't want to know spoilers ahead of time. You know what right. I mean? So no, if exactly the, the same if, way. Yeah, so if the entire script got leaked, for example, that would be that would be a huge hit, I think, to the Star Wars community. So I'm glad I'm glad they take such precautions. And yeah, I will mention the uh the whole um shoot, what is it? Oh, Pirates of the Caribbean deal later. Mm-hmm. Which I think is also funny. All right. So we do have some Marvel Comics news. There's going to be Star Wars Jedi of the Republic, and that is gonna be a waste. Uh, a Wace. What is wrong with me? A Mace Windu comic. Um, and I am not sure if this is going to be a one shot or not. Do you know anything about this? I just saw this today. Yeah. Um, I just saw it. Yeah. It, it'll either be a one shot or a four parter. I mean, it's not going to be a regular series. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless it for some reason sells better than anything they put out. Yeah. Um, oh, it says, who five, knows? it says five issues. So that's five good. issues. Okay. okay. Perfect. Um, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. Of course, it says Star Wars on it, so I'm buying it. Exactly. But. And I love Mace Windu. There's a reason I carry a purple. Li- I love purple anyway, but I carry purple lightsabers in the game. So uh, in Star Wars: The Old Republic. So I'm I'm looking forward to this. I'm as I've said before, woefully behind on all Star Wars comics, um, and I'm hoping to catch up over the summer before it gets to the point where I cannot. You know what I mean? Right. I'm 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 kind <laughs> of in the same boat. Um, <laughs> And, and I've, I know the Captain Phasma one mm-hmm. will be out as well. And yep. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that one. Yeah. The Phasma one I think will be one. really interesting. And I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with Phasma in The Last Jedi. I think that's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's see here. Han Solo. Woody Harrelson talks a, a few details about his, about his Han Solo character. Now, I've been kind of avoiding this stuff. But there's really no spoilers in this. So do you want me to read this? Are you good with that? Yeah, go for it. No, okay. go for it. So Harrison says, uh, Harrelson says, I'm totally psyched to be making a Star Wars film, but the secrecy is on another level. What I can say is he's a good character. He's a mentor to Han and a criminal, but good at heart. Um, and so the article says, it sounds like uh, the veteran understands the expectations Lucasfilm has in keeping the secrets. Um, but again, this isn't really that surprising. And I still am wondering when the hell are we going to get a title for this movie? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm assuming maybe D23 or Comic Con. I mean, it would have to happen soon because think about it. I mean, we're going to get Han Solo in, in May, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. and that's what six months after we're going to get The Last Jedi. So I, I don't I would, know. I, I would wager to guess it'll, it'll be D23. I, I well, don't think they're going to do too much. You know, since it's a Disney property, they're, I don't think they're going to announce too much at Comic Con. Right. Although I wish they would, but no, I, I, I just have a feeling. I don't think anything new is going to come out of Comic Con. I think anything new is going to probably come out of D23. Um, but then they'll kind of make sure everybody at Comic Con hears the news as well. You know what I mean? Um, oh, looks like someone familiar is in the chat. What's up there, Will? <laughs> What's up, Will? <laughs> <laughs> 
I never even explained why Will's not on the show, but uh, he had something come up, and so it looks like he's home now. And uh, so, yeah, we're all good. And he concurs, D23. That's his... Well, look, man, you're not here, so I don't think you can help us. So we're just going to move on. <laughs> I got to talk, talk smack to him while he's there. All right, so let's talk the last couple of things here. The Last Jedi, there's an advertisement. I think it was out of Japan. Let me open this up. And there's no real spoilers here either, but... Oh, I didn't ask you. What do you think about Woody Harrelson in the Han Solo film? I'm good with it. I like yeah. Woody Harrelson in just about anything. So yeah, me too. I'm I'm a fan of that guy's. Um, so this says there's an advertisement, uh, the Japanese promotion, uh, a promo, and then it was kind of translated. So it says the most shocking truth in Star Wars history will soon be revealed, and there's no spoilers in here. I've already looked at it. A new generation's tale, the struggles of light and dark, virtue and evil has begun with the death of Han Solo. Spoilers, sorry guys. In a galaxy where the First Order and the Resistance are fighting against each other in a war, the heroine Rey had the Force awaken within her. What will happen to the galaxy when Rey and the only remaining Jedi, Luke Skywalker, meet? Kylo Ren has fallen to the dark side of the Force and killed his father, Han Solo, as a successor of his grandfather, Darth Vader, and a high-ranking enforcer of the First Order. Where will his ambition lead him to? Furthermore, Kylo Ren's mother, the leader of the Resistance, Leia, Poe, Finn, and BB-8 will embark on a new mission, and the story has finally begun, and it will lead to a mysterious climax. Okay? So, the mysterious climax is where they kind of are, this is one of those non-stories, but at the same time, I like that, I like that kind of setup for the film. Um, any idea what the mysterious climax could be, since we're speculating? Uh, no, nope. I know it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's almost impossible to even think yeah, about, right? It could go, in, it could go anywhere. Do you, um, I, I'm wondering if it's going to be kind of along those same lines as like a, you know, you know, I'm your father moment. You know what I mean? I think I'm sure that's what they're going to try to go for, but I don't know if it's I, ever going to be that impactful, you know? You know, I, I wonder, you know, one of the, one of the big things that's been talked about, is this going to be, you know, kind of the, the empire strikes back. Right. Um, and after as much as the the Force Awakens followed A New Hope, it it kind of <laughs> makes me wonder if it will be, which I'd be great with. That was that's my favorite. So, agreed. Um, we'll see. I uh, so far they haven't done anything wrong. Even the spinoffs with Rogue One have been fantastic. So, yeah, uh, you know, whatever they're doing, I'm fine with. Just keep keep doing it. I think they, I think I'm with you. I think the only thing they have to really be careful of, Mox, that's hilarious, by the way. Um, I think the one thing they have to be careful of is if they're too close to the format of, uh, of Empire, they're going to get the same kind of flack they got with Force Awakens. But I think it should be as dark and I think it should seriously be, um, this, they're going to lose, you know, and that's what happens in the middle of these trilogies. The good guys lose at mm-hmm. the end. Um, and have to kind of come back. So I think, I think that, I think they have to, they're going to hold on to that. I know, but I'm curious what the mysterious climax is going to be. Yeah, well, I guess we'll find out in December. Yeah. And Woody Harrelson in a French maid outfit. I'm in. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even care. Okay, I don't know if I'd be down for that one. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be hilarious to see at least, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, so. Parks news. We always throw this at the end of Star Wars. Um, and this is not Star Wars related, but it is geek related. And it's going to kind of segue into our last section here. But there's a Wonder Woman lasso of truth ride coming to Six Flags. Okay. And this is Six Flags in Sacramento. Uh, I don't know 
if you open this up, you can see what it looks like. I, you, I'll be honest with you. You could not pay me enough to go on this ride. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's basically, it says the thrill ride will house 40 riders at a time, propelling them to speeds of nearly 70 miles an hour as a gigantic round circle of seats rotates counterclockwise along the swing. The swing will offer a feeling of weightlessness up to 147 feet in the air. Uh, no. Nope. I, I, I nope. No that, way, that's bro. What, nope. I, I, I love roller coasters, so... That's definitely. not a roller coaster. That's a death trap, bro. <laughs> that is a death trap. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. I personally, I don't like being dizzy. I love roller coasters. Love roller coasters. I don't like spinning things. That is okay. not only spinning, but also hurling me around. That sounds terrible. And it sounds like if you're anywhere near that ride, there's going to be puke, like, flying <laughs> in the sky, you know? And and that's just going to be the end. So, I don't so, know, man. I... I oh. I'm so not I take it, it you don't you don't do the teacups then no at Disneyland? no I watch my family do it and I stand there and I um I eat a churro that's what I do <laughs> see I'll so. do it as long as I'm in charge of yeah. the wheel no yeah. <laughs> I I won't even get in it and the kids are like oh you're not gonna go on I was like do I ever no I don't <laughs> I never go on it there was this guy um and I'll never forget this I was like 12 13 because we used to go to Disneyland every year since we're talking about parks news there was this guy that. There were certain days of the week where I, he must obviously he was an annual pass holder or whatever. He would go and he'd only ride the teacups and dude would sit on the teacups. He'd spin as fast as he could. His head would be like right above the wheel thing. And then he would, it would stop. He'd get out. He wouldn't even stumble and go back to the front and go again. He would wow. just do it over and over. I just, I don't know. I can't do that kind of stuff, man. No, no, I, I couldn't do it that much. <laughs> nope. Just once. Yeah. It's a little too much. Um, all right. See you, Mox. Um, yeah. See you, Mox, JT, if you're already gone. Later, Mox. Thanks See you guys. for being here. Um, all right, man. So let's get to our usual roundup, which is our pop culture section. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. We have some sad news to start with, dude. Um... I don't know if you were a Soundgarden fan. Were you a Soundgarden fan? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I, I'll, I'll let you mm. talk it. I'll, I'll go from I, there. I'm just sad about it. I loved Soundgarden. It was kind of like when I really was getting into music and, and buying, and buying CDs. Yes, CDs. Um, and that kind of thing. But Chris Cornell died literally today. Um, mm-hmm. uh, at age 52. And this was only a few hours after he had done a performance. I think they were in Detroit. I'm going to open this up. I think he did a performance in Detroit. Everything went well. Um, and the update on CNN basically is that, uh, the cause of death is that he hung himself, mm-hmm. which is super sad. His wife and family were, were really, oops. Love when the ads pop up. Um, his wife and family were really just kind of caught off guard. Like all of a sudden now he's gone. So he did a full set with an encore, nothing odd, outstanding performance. And, um, yeah, and that was it. So it's, 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 you know, we don't usually cover musicians on this show, but I, this one kind of hurt. This one kind of hit. I loved their music. So yeah, he, um, Soundgarden was one of the first kind of that, uh, my, my, I had a cousin who had moved to Seattle and he would send me tapes, not even CDs, mm-hmm. but cassette tapes of music that he had recorded and Soundgarden was one of them. And then actually his brother, Peter Cornell, was in a band called Inflatable Soul. Yeah. 
And he had sent me that. And I used to play the heck out of those back in the day. But yeah, it's too bad. And I mean, 52, I mean, I'm I'm not that far away. (laughs) So I mean, it's just so young, you know, and it just makes you wonder what goes through these guys' heads, you know. And that's the thing. And it's, it's, there's more and more of this grunge alternative section where these lead singers just kind of, these tragic ends to these careers, you know, whether it be young or now, obviously even kind of young. I mean, 52 is not old and, you know, now he's gone. So, um, that was super sad when I heard that. And that literally just happened today. So, um, if you're a Soundgarden fan, if you're a Chris Cornell fan, it's, su- it's really sad. So, uh, hope, you know, best to his family and all that kind of stuff. Um, this one also kind of hit home. <laughs> uh, we missed it last week. Um, but Michael Parks died on May 10th at age 77. Now he had some, some illnesses already. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Michael Parks, but if you've seen Kevin Smith's, uh, Canuck, uh, movies, uh, well, not even those actually red state. And then, and then the Canuck trilogy with Tusk. Um, he's a brilliant actor and, uh, really sad to see him, to see him go. Uh, and if you want to hear two people who knew him well, talk about him, um, basically do what I'm not doing well. Uh, listen to the latest Hollywood Babylon episode 278, Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman talk about him. Um, and I mean, there's tears, there's awesome stories being told. Um, brilliant actor. Um, but yeah, so that was another sad, sad thing. Yeah. I, I had actually remembered him the most from, uh, Kill Bill. Yeah. He was great in Kill Bill, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's been in a ton of stuff, an amazing actor. And from what I understand from anybody who's worked with him, I mean, you just don't have negative things to say about, about someone like this. So, um, and I know there was some issues. I don't know a hundred percent what they were, uh, health wise. Uh, it, even when he went and did, uh, Tusk for, for Smith, uh, a couple, a few years ago. So, uh, it's sad to see him go, but. At the same time, um, he left a, a behind a huge body of work that we can all enjoy still, right? Absolutely. So, okay, so on not as much of a lighter note, uh, I don't know. <laughs> do you watch? Do you watch Riverdale, dude? No, I don't. Oh. I don't. Unfortunately, there's there's certain things that I have to. You know, I can't imbibe in all of the geek culture I want to. It doesn't mean I won't revisit it later on, <laughs> but I have not watched it yet. Well, there's several things uh, while we're on this topic of things you just eventually stop watching right Mo- the wife and i watched ages of shield for a while we stopped watching that um blind spot um there's several shows that we just couldn't keep up on anymore because we excuse me got it really into flash and arrow and all that stuff but mm-hmm. uh but riverdale is surprisingly good uh and the actress i'm gonna pull her name up here uh that plays betty in the show and again we've talked about it on this it's not it's not your Archie comic. This is a dark kind of Twin Peaksy style uh, take on it, and I I absolutely love it. Uh, it's really really good. But the the actress uh, Lily Reinhardt, who plays uh, Betty Cooper, uh, she basically um, reveals to EW she had been really trying to break into the business for the last seven years was really dealing with depression and stuff like that. Um, and literally this role saved her life. So she said, and when I'm feeling depressed or sad, I remind myself how far I've come and how I didn't let my depression consume me. I think that's awesome. There's so many of us that deal with depression and see our dreams kind of too far away. Um, but 
I, I like hearing stories like that. So I'm glad that show exists and I'm glad that worked for her. So absolutely. So definitely check it out, man. If, if, if you, if you want to add something to your, to your list. <laughs> yeah. We, the wife and I tend to watch, uh, watch more shows during the summertime yeah. and over Christmas break when it's you know fall and spring or soccer season. <laughs> so we're always traveling around everywhere. It's uh, also easier. To, yeah. It's easier to catch up on stuff too, man. When you don't, when new stuff isn't coming out in the summer, you know, all the shows, most of the shows go on hiatus or whatever. So then you just, or the season's end. So then you can be like, all right, I missed that season. Let's binge it. Right. So that's right. Good. Yeah. We do the, and I'm sure you do the same thing. We, we do the, you know, Hey, one more. You yeah. Want to watch yeah. One more? Oh, should we just do another one? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not too late yet. Right. <laughs> yeah. One more. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude. So then we also have, um, okay. So this goes back to the hack thing that we talked about. And if you've heard this, obviously hackers took, the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie and held it for ransom, which, mm-hmm. which I just, I was watching Trevor Noah the other night and it's just like, okay, so when do you decide like, that's what I'm going to hold for ransom is a movie. You know what I mean? Um, I just think, I just think it's really interesting. I don't know. Do you have any insight on this? Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously whoever did it wanted to get their share of Disney money too. Sure. Um, we yeah. all do. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> My my thought on it is this: I think it, it was handled appropriately by Disney, and the fact that they didn't pay, yeah, um, they just basically flipped a middle finger to him and said, "Yeah, we'll we'll get to it when we get to you know we're we're still going to release it next week, and that's that's exactly. all there is to it." Uh, and Netflix kind of did the same thing when Orange is the New Black was was held ransom as well. Oh, that's right, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. But- so you know, hopefully that's setting the precedent where maybe that stops and people won't yeah, do it anymore. It's just interesting, like. I think the joke that Trevor Noah said, he's like, okay, so why not, you know, you wait till the fifth movie to hold it ransom. It's like, you know, we've all seen, we all know what's going on. It's like, I just thought that was kind of funny, but. Right. We're going to get Johnny Depp and eyeliner and here we go. Yeah. It's going to happen. We all know what's going to, you know, we don't know the story, but you know, it's coming out next week. I'm not that worried about it. So. Uh huh. <laughs> all right. So as far as, uh, comics news, I thought you might find this interesting. So I want to make sure I threw this in here. Scott Snyder is talking, he's going to be leaving, uh, Batman, apparently. Well, it would be the second Batman that he's left in the last couple of years. Oh, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like he's working on a run right now. Um, and that's going to kind of be it. He says, yeah, I've been thinking about, uh, that story for years. And he basically says, um, yeah, after that, that's kind of, kind of be it, I think. So, yeah, I know, um, I think it was uh Batman Metal mm. that he's he's been wanting to do for a while. He says so like a Mad Max kind of yeah, Batman kind of thing. It looks pretty interesting. So yeah. um you know, I think some of these writers you spend so long with the same character. Yep. You it's good for them to change up to different books. You have um, to. Yeah, it, it keeps things fresh or, you know, you, you grab a different book and you start writing a new character. You can take them down a different storyline. So it's, and DC, you know, I, we actually were talking about this on, uh, on the Geeking Hour podcast, the last, our last episode. DC's killing it on their storylines right yep. now. Just, it's just really good writing. We just want it to translate over to the movies. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's, I think that's the issue. And we're going to get to some some uh, DC drama here in a couple minutes, but yeah, I, it, it would be really nice because I hear the same thing, you know, the comics are legit. The movies are not, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'm hoping wonder woman proves us wrong a little bit. I'm actually, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but, but we'll see how it shakes out, you know? 
let's get to some quick little Berlanti news first. Um, there are season descriptions for each DC TV series that have been released. I'm not by no stretch of the imagination going to read them all, but in case you don't know what the CW has and you're not watching them, Supergirl, <laughs> Supergirl is the only one that I am not up to date on, but we have Supergirl, the flash legends of tomorrow, which I love Riverdale, um, arrow, uh, and mm. black lightning, which we'll talk about, uh, a little bit later. So there are write-ups for all of that. Uh, which I think is pretty, pretty neat. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Arrow is going to be on a new night. And I, this has to do with the, uh, I think adding Black Lightning to, to the lineup. So the way it's going to look now, and I don't know, do you watch the CW shows? I don't know. I forgot to ask. I you. do. Yes. Do. Okay. So on Monday we have Supergirl and then Valor, I guess. I don't even, I don't even know what Valor is. What is that? Do you know? I have no idea. Okay. So anyway, that's happening. And then Tuesday is going to be The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow, which is the same as it's been. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wednesday is going to be Riverdale. And then we talked about this last week. They're bringing back Dynasty, <laughs> which I just, I, it just makes, ah, uh, I just love it. I just think that's going to be hilarious. Um, <laughs> and then Thursdays are going to be Supernatural and Arrow. So that's interesting. So it's the same time, but a, a different night. Different night. Arrow was, Arrow was on Wednesday before, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, yes. Wednesday, yeah. And then Friday is going to be Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and Jane the Virgin, which I don't watch either one of those. But no. that's that's the CW lineup for fall. Well, I so. think they, they put Arrow on Thursday night uh, to be the lead-in to uh, Twitch TV for the usual podcast. Right? I think that's important. I, yeah, dark, I think dark that's why and that brooding. I, I'm, I'm with you, man. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so speaking of Black Lightning, um, and we didn't do trailer time tonight, um, but next week we'll watch this trailer for Black Lightning. Um, but it's officially not in the Arrowverse. I don't know much about, about Black Lightning. Will was talking about last week. I don't know if you know much about it, but there's a lot of buzz around it. I just don't know really anything about Black Lightning. I'm not real familiar with it. No. Yeah. Uh, I'll watch it though. I'll at least give it a shot. Oh, I'm going to watch the mess out of it. And he says, we, we do not intend to do five way crossover. <laughs> Basically, yeah. they're not going to add another one to cross. It's, it's hard enough, I think, to cross over four things. Um, well, plus trying to. To keep all these storylines within, yeah, you know, keep, meshing together. Yeah, it's. I don't know how they're doing it with four. So yeah, no, that's it's insanity. I don't know how they do it either. Aquaman though, uh, the the guy who plays the Black Ranger, Power Ranger, uh, that came out weird. The Black Power Ranger, uh, is going is going to be in the Aquaman movie, and he, his name is I'm gonna say it wrong, but Luddy Lynn. That's the best. Ludi Ludi Lynn, something like that. I like uh, Ludi Lin. Ludi Lin, good. Uh, he played the Black Power Ranger. He's going to be playing the role of Merc in Aquaman. And in the DC Comics, Merc is the leader of the Men of War, which is the frontline army of Atlantis. And Merc is considered a trusted ally of Aquaman. So that's all mm-hmm. we get. So I, I don't know. Like I said, I never read the Aquaman comics, but um, that movie was ridiculously uh, popular, the Power Ranger deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know. We'll see. I don't, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Aquaman movie myself yeah, because, uh, I mean, they've made him look like a total badass, which, you know, right? for, for there to be one character in all of the comic book universe to try to, try to, try to turn around their image. And it looks like they've done it. So. Yeah. There's some funny stuff out there, man, about, especially from Kevin Smith talking about Aquaman and some of his stuff. It's just so funny, but I'm glad he looks like a badass. I like Momoa a lot. I think this movie has some potential. So, uh, I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, Black Adam, 
which I know next to nothing about, but The Rock has been pretty adamant about it. Um, yeah, I guess it's <laughs> a bad way of saying it, but, um, about it's about him playing it and making it happen. And so he is going to play Black Adam. And as he was talking about Baywatch, he said, Oh yeah, no, it's definitely going to happen. Um, this was an interview with Fandango and he said, We've had great conversations with Jeff Johns and everyone over at DC, and it's ex- it's an exciting time right now for everyone at DC because they're in the process now where they are building out their DC universe really nicely. We have a really cool surpl- surprise for Black Adam that I can't reveal in terms of where we will see um, him be introduced. So Black Adam is the arch rival of Shazam, I guess, and Johnson mm-hmm. is um, has an idea about who should play the magically empowered hero. Um I don't think he says it here, though. Anyway, uh, any thoughts, Black Adam? Do you know much about that? Uh, I, I don't know a whole lot about Black Adam. I'm just vaguely familiar with the character. Yeah. Uh, however, I am a big fan of these actors or actresses that want to play certain roles yeah. within you know, the superhero universe in general. Uh, give it to them. I mean, obviously, they're going to put everything they have into that into that character. So... And and putting someone like The Rock into a role he really wants to play and The Rock being The Rock, I think, I don't know, that's going to really be good for DC, I think. Um, and I I don't know. I'm a big fan of The Rock. I'm actually really looking forward to Baywatch, strangely. Um, it just looks like a, a ton of fun. So uh, See, now, I, I don't recall you ever mentioning The Rock on the show before. Oh, no, we've never mentioned The Rock. This is the very first time. <laughs> and um, yeah, so he's a, he's this guy. That, you know, may or may not be in some movies that I'm looking forward to. <laughs> no, like, and then we talked the other day about the Jungle Cruise too. So the rock is going to be good and stuff. So I just want him to keep doing things. He's fun to watch. So, Absolutely. All right, man. So let's see. Uh, Ben Affleck. <laughs> this is weird. Okay. I just have a link in this. I don't know what to make of it. He's talking about the voice, you know, the iconic Batman gravelly. I changed right. my voice when I put the cowl on kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about how he's going to, I'm trying to figure out, he's going to do, he says, I'm doing my Batman voice. Uh, he told uh, the magazine about his job, no cowl, just the stripped down, unplugged version. I don't know what the hell that means. Uh, like, yeah. is he, is he going to do the, like, I don't, I'm just trying to figure it out. Cause I, did he change his voice that much really in, um, in the other movie? Yeah. A little bit, a little bit. It wasn't as um, over the top as uh, what's his face though. No, no, but it, it was the the whole uh, the whole Martha scene, right? With, and, are we, and is this what we were expecting as Batman uh, viewers and fans? Now it's like, well, what's he going to do with the voice? Like, you know, um, I don't know. I just think it's interesting. I, I, I don't know. We'll see what what Affleck does and what happens with this movie because. There's been a lot of moving and shaking with that fi- with that film right now. Yeah, that one and the Flash both. So. I don't know. The f- we're gonna get to the Flash in a minute. I don't know if that's even gonna happen, but let's 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 get Wonder Woman out of the way here. So <laughs> okay, there's a Wonder Woman fan day announced. It's actually today, uh, May 18th is officially dubbed Wonder Woman fan day. There was some stuff that popped up um, earlier. I didn't link in here, but um, I have a link to this, and it says. Uh, Chris Pine um, and Gal Gadot announced that on May 18th has officially been designated Wonder Woman Fan Day. Um, and there's going to be more details to come, but uh, they're excited about their fans. So that's happening. So we'll see. 
I'm excited for the Wonder Woman film. I, it looks really good. Yeah. No, the, the last trailer we watched last week, uh, I don't know. I love, I love the music, uh, that they've, that they've attached to her. And I just, I just think it's going to be funny and fun, but also like just really cool. I think they're, I think they kind of captured Wonder Woman, uh, the way she needs to be right now for, you know, for this, for this, uh, geek culture right now. So I think that's mm-hmm. good. All right. Let's get to the, the flash drama. Before, before we, before we get out of here. All right, man. So holy crap. So there's a director. There's not a director. There's directors up for the, up for the job that passed. So I'm just going to start from the top. So Sam Raimi and Mark Webb have reportedly passed on directing the film. Okay. Uh, which is fine, but they, this film lost its director like what, like a month ago or something like that? Yeah, I think it's been even longer than that. Yeah, I mean it's it's getting kind of bad. Um, now reportedly there's a um an actor that also dropped out, and I don't think this has been confirmed yet. But Billy uh, Crudup, um, which I'm not sure who or Crudup, um, I'm not sure what he was going to play in the film, but he's done. Uh, and then Zemeckis might be on the forefront to direct, but. I don't know. I think they're having a hard time with this film. The big thing I want to throw in here is that Kevin Smith uh, may or may not on Twitter. And I saw this tweet uh, throwing his uh, bid in to direct the film. He said in his tweet, he said, I know of at least one director who wouldn't pass, uh, but he's more of a director than a director, you know? So he's kind of, you know, he's putting himself down, but at the same time he's like, and I know he loves the flash. I don't think he would do it only because it's not, um, uh, CW flash. It's not CW flash. His name just flew out of my head, but, um, it's not his flash. You know what I mean? So I Mm -hmm. just don't know if he would, I just don't know if he would do it. Um, I think, I don't think he would say no if they asked him to do it. But at the same time, I think without, uh, without his flash in it, I don't know if, I don't know if he, cause he's railed on it a little bit already. Uh, in some of his other podcasts. So what do you think of the flash drama, dude? Do you want this movie to happen? Do you care? I don't, I don't care that much because we, we get our weekly fill of the flash. Um, and that's kind of my flash on the screen, so to speak. Grant Gustin. Um, that's it. Yeah. Just Grant in my head. Yeah. But it makes me wonder how bad is this script? If these directors are quitting, well, you know, some, sometimes you look at something you're like, nah. <laughs> well, that's what we talked about last week when the other um someone else backed out they're like oh just not feeling the script do they just need to rewrite the damn script and see maybe that's where kevin smith can come in let kevin smith rewrite the script yeah let somebody else direct it let him rewrite it because at least it'd be interesting i mean he's written comics he knows the the subject matter he has you know he you know he can come up with a vision for it i'm all for it but at the same time he's doing a thousand other things but to direct, I like that idea better, actually, dude, of him writing, re- helping to rewrite the script and not direct it. Um, right. I, I, I'm in with that. And if the script is right, they can get a Zemeckis or something in there to do it. But uh, I don't know. I am not into this movie really at all. And I think mostly it's because when they said, oh, it's not going to be the Flash that's on the CW. That, to me, makes zero sense. And no, I'm good. still trying to wrap my mind around it. We've talked about it enough times, but you know, I don't want to beat it into the ground. But at the same time, it's like you have an amazing flash and amazing cast on the TV on the CW. Why would you not make that happen? You know what I mean? Well, and this is, this is where 
that whole DC Marvel thing comes in. Marvel does a good job of, you know, bringing the TV shows into the movies and vice versa and Netflix. Yeah. And, you know, DC hasn't quite got that formula down yet. And maybe they eventually will. But maybe. right now, <laughs> there is no continuity. No, there's not. And I'm hoping The Rock is onto something, going back to The Rock, um, when he's saying, like, you know, he must have some insight into what they're planning going forward. And I'm hoping that that is... That's it. You know, I'm hoping that they're like, okay, we have to, we have to make this stuff sync up or people, they're killing it on TV, but their movies are, have not lived up to it. So, um, I'm hoping they figure it out pretty quick. So, um, all right. So let's switch out of DC because that's getting kind of depressing. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I'm joking. Uh, but ne- it's just, to me, it's just frustrating. It's not even depressing. It's frustrating. You know, it's frustrating to see such amazing DC television. And then when I go to the movies and see, although I enjoyed Suicide Squad to a point, and, you know, there was some weird stuff in there. But, you know, I'm not saying I don't enjoy the movies. They're just not nearly even close to on par with what Marvel's doing, you know? Nope. So I think that's just, I'm like, well, if you're not going to do good movies, just stay on TV. You're killing it on the TV, right? So stay there. But everybody wants to have their, you know, universes, right? Right, but it's hard to make a billion dollars off TV, so. Yeah, well, and that's the problem, you know, and they're watching uh, the Disney Star Wars Marvel machine cranking out a billion dollars every Beauty and the Beast and every uh, Marvel movie and everything else. They're like, well, we got to get some of that, and but they just have to get the stories right, and they have to get someone good in there to direct it. That's the problem. So. Right, that's that, that's what I was laughing last week when Will said, uh, I, for, I forget what they were talking about. And he said, well, it, it only made a billion, <laughs> like yeah. only a billion. But we're getting to that point where it, if it's a Disney, uh, if it's a Disney Marvel deal, it's like, well, it made a, di- it made a billion dollars. It did. Okay. It made a billion dollars. That's insane <laughs> money. When you think about, when you think about, they bought Disney, they bought Lucasfilm, LucasArts, uh, you know, for almost 5 billion, you mm-hmm. know, and they've made, how much on the two Star Wars movies they've put out, or three Star Wars movies they've put out? Mm-hmm. Um, is it three? Two. 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 Two is the third. Yeah. Coming. The third is coming. And then not to mention what's going on with Marvel, and that acquisition has paid so much more. Anyway, I just think when you say, oh, it only made a billion, and DC's like, well, we didn't make a billion, but they do have, they do have an Academy Award winning movie. <laughs> That's so right. let's not forget Suicide Squad <laughs> is an Academy Award winning film. Oh, God. Anyway, let's move on to Netflix, sir. I don't know. Were you an Arrested Development fan by any chance? Did you no. ever watch that show? No? Okay. So I loved it. Um, season four came out on Netflix. Um, and what I didn't like about it, which I think I still have a few episodes to watch. I just kind of put it on periodically. What I love about that show is the dynamic between the characters and what they did with season four in order to get the season four, because all the actors are doing different things, they very rarely have, if ever, have the whole family together. They do like, it's almost like each episode is kind of a one-off with uh with a character, right? Okay. So season five is officially happening, and they're aware of the, um, and all the actors are coming back. And I think they've got the feedback, and it's going to be more like the first three seasons, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, and so speaking of Netflix, The Dark Crystal, this just yeah, got announced like today, today actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dark Crystal is coming back and it's going to be a new Netflix series, which how badass would that be, dude? Uh, and how terrifying because if they, <laughs> if they really capture the Dark Crystal scares the crap out of me. I don't think I've seen it since I was a kid. Um, uh-huh. my, my wife loves it, but oh my God. Um, 
Anyway, thoughts on the Dark Crystal? <laughs> I'll check it out. I, uh, I'm like you. I haven't seen the movie, and I can't. I don't know how old I was when I saw it. When right. I saw it the first time, but I may have to check it out again. And I'm wondering how they're gonna, what the take's gonna be, if it's gonna be puppets, CG kind of thing. Like, I'm, I'm very curious to see where they go with it. Um, so we'll just keep an eye on this. I think this is gonna be pretty darn cool, though. Um, oh, it does say, wait, Netflix revealed they're bringing back Jim Henson and Frank Oz's seminal film. Oh, it doesn't say, okay, it doesn't say anything specific. There's a little teaser thing in here, too, I think, but I think that's just footage from the old one. Um, anyway, so that's something. Netflix. I'm sure however they do it, it'll be fine. Netflix is just killing it. Well, so. I was just about to say the same thing. Netflix, uh, they do have some things that are hit or miss, but when it comes to like the superhero stuff and bringing back things like things like Str- uh, Stranger Things and, and, and stuff like that, it's just really good television. So, um, all right. So Spider-Man news. Let's get into Sony here. Uh, Spider-Man is on the cover of Empire Magazine. Uh, and there's a bunch of cool photos and stuff from that from Homecoming. And Tom Holland, uh, basically is saying he's pitched a couple of ideas, um, to where, well, to kind of set himself up to play, uh, Spider-Man for a long time. And why not? Uh, he's, he's a cool Spider-Man. And I, I don't know. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Homecoming. I'm lo- really looking forward to Homecoming. What about you? Oh, very much so. That, that's, uh, my Spider-Man, if that makes any sense. It does. Uh, it, it's a Spider-Man that I read when I was a kid. It's the, the, teenager that gets the powers and it's i'm it it just looks really good so i'm very much looking forward to it totally and i it was just so much fun and i wouldn't i've been wanting to watch rewatch civil war um recently because i only saw it the one time in the theater and i'm i when he came on the screen it was just it was just a blast you know what i mean and he's you know he's got the quips he's He's young. He's a kid. I just, I just think it's cool. So I'm looking forward to homecoming. Um, all right. So there was a pilot for the gifted and we're into Fox now, but the gifted is the X-Men, uh, TV series that's coming out. And there's some images. I'm just going to gloss over it because we'll watch the trailer next week. But, um, there's some images captured from the trailer that came out and I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. I haven't watched the trailer yet, but X-Men on TV, I think is a good fit. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. It's a good fit. I think as opposed to the movies, you know, it's kind of the same thing with, you know, like I was saying with Spider-Man, that's my Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I think you can kind of flesh the characters out a little bit more and, and kind of get into the storylines of, you know, most of these, most of the people that are, you know, the gifted kids that are in Xavier's mansion right. are, and in the school are, you know, teenagers and they're going through their, their angst and everything else. So they'll be able to really kind of play with that storyline a lot more than they can in a two hour movie. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think that's where, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Gotham are doing well with it, or well with, that's a terrible sentence, but they're doing well, um, being able to kind of have these story arcs and stuff like that. And I think that kind of thing, I think that's why the X-Men films are kind of hit or miss is you don't have enough time to deal with that many characters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think having a TV show, I think is a good fit. So, um, and then we have X-Men dark Phoenix, which Michael Fassbender is confirmed for the dark Phoenix movie. Maybe. <laughs> so that's the only <laughs> news I have. <laughs> no, uh, and, and, and that's one that, it was kind of touched on in the second X-Men film and that is my favorite storyline mm-hmm. in all of comics. The Magneto. And, 
was the Dark Phoenix oh, Dark Phoenix saga. Yeah. And I'm hoping beyond all hope that when they get this one, they do it right Same because it's, it's a wonderful story. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I agree, man. And did you see Logan? Uh, I did see Logan. Yeah. What'd you think? I liked it. Yeah. I like it. It was definitely dark, dark, um, which I like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> me too. And I loved it. Just, just some of the things that they put in with the storyline to me were, were incredible. You know, the, the idea of professor Xavier, getting older and, and, and developing dementia and, and how terrifying and, is that? <laughs> oh, it's just <laughs> really, you know, but it's not something I've ever thought of, you know? Right. So, you know, it's just, uh, the writing was really good. And that, the, the Hugh Jackman, um, as Wolverine ending that way, I thought was, was really, really good for sure. Um, I, I really enjoyed it too. We talked last week, Logan Noir, is is uh basically the black and white version of the film um it came to theaters i think for one night um uh, but it's available on digital hd which is pretty cool yes absolutely and i think that came out a couple days ago um which i need to pick up because i want to rewatch that movie because i'd love to see it in black and white i think that'd be sick mm-hmm. so all right let's get to marvel news before uh we kind of get out of here dude and so some news we have is they are planning Kevin Feige kind of teased a 10th anniversary celebration of some sort, uh, for Marvel Studios because I guess we're at the 10 year mark. I guess this is, uh, when Iron Man came out was mm-hmm. what, 10 years ago, right? So, so that's happening. And of course, in the kind of the same vein, he's hoping one day to reacquire all of the Marvel characters. And of course he would want to <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. some of those movies that were made earlier on were not very good. No, they weren't. They weren't, but it was still again, early days. It was still cool to see, uh, still cool to see our, you know, heroes on the screen. But at the same time, it's like, Oh, that movie was not good. Right. Yeah. The Daredevil one. That was, uh, uh that, yeah. that's the one. And oh. I love, I love Affleck, man, but uh, it just movie just wasn't that good, which is no, sad they... because I love the Daredevil that's on the, on TV right now too. So mm-hmm. there's that. Um, anyway, uh, let's see. Jessica Jones, speaking of the defenders and I'm leading up to some defenders news, which I'm excited about. Uh, Jessica Jones season two, uh, they have a very specific, uh, location where they're filming in New York. And it says they're going to be filming on some random street that I don't know anything about, but, um, I've never been to New York. It says, according to the area, areas that they're holding parking, it's going to be around West 44th Street over to Fifth Avenue. Um, so some scenes will be near-ish to Times Square, which I think is interesting. Um, I'm looking forward to Jessica Jones. Did you watch the first season? I have started it, but I have not yeah. finished it yet. Well, the wife did the same thing. I really like Jessica Jones, but I like, um, I loved the kind of twisted nature of the purple man. And I love David Tennant. So mm-hmm. to me, to me, I, I really enjoyed that, that show, but Luke Cage, I liked uh, quite a bit as well. Um, what did you think of Luke Cage? Uh, Luke Cage is probably, it's kind of a toss up between the first season of Daredevil and Luke Cage, as far as the ones I liked the most so far on the Netflix. But I, for me, Luke Cage was, uh, I don't know, just with the music and everything else yeah. that was involved with it, just really kind of put it over the top for me. Yeah, I feel like the story, the characters, the music, it, it all, and the, you know, just that Harlem feel, it just, I, there was something about Luke Cage that I really identified with. There was some, 
some people I talk to, you know, it, it's definitely a slower pace than you think it's going to be. There's not more, there's not as much of him busting people up and he spends some time hurt. But at the same time, um, when you have a guy that's basically, you know, has impenetrable skin, you know, how do you write a story where it's not completely overpowered? You know what I mean? So right. I, I got, think there's got to be some drama. Exactly. <laughs> there has to be. And they did <laughs> to make really, it interesting. And they really did a good job with that. And then they brought in the night nurse and all that, um, which I love Rosario Dawson, of course. Um, it's a, it's, it's a really good show, but the premiere date, uh, which I did not actually look at. So season two, the premiere date is going to be, let me find it here. August 18th. No. Oh. No, wait, that's not right. Hold on one second. It moves. Say oh, when the Defenders comes out on August 18th, that'll be something, um, we can hold on to for a while. And then it says, um, shoot, where is it? Maybe there's not a release date for it yet. He said, Coulter appealed Houston's comic palooza, comic palooza, and he spoke with fans about Luke Cage. And he said, uh, asked about when the show's second season. Coulter says this, um, oh, he's about to start next month. And the Defenders comes out on the 18th, and that'll be something they can hold on to. So they're going to start filming next month. Um, but, uh, it's, there's no release date yet for season two, but that's cool. At least they're going to start it because I can't wait. <laughs> Either can I. All right. Let's get to our Defenders thing, dude. So there are some awesome, awesome, awesome pictures. Uh, and since this is not a visual medium, uh, we have a link in the show notes, but, uh, it's one of those slideshow deals but there is a gallery for defenders i have one of them up on the stream uh which i just love they're an elevator i I just it's just gonna be so much fun dude seeing these four characters together i think it's gonna be great um and you couldn't you couldn't have four more different characters exactly combining together so i think that'll make it even even more interesting exactly i'm really looking forward to this so there's one of them sitting around the table looks like they're having a meal and talking strategy there's one with the stick and looks like they're about to fight somebody. I mean, there's 20 something images here. I'm not going to go through them all, but I love seeing Jessica Jones together again with, uh, uh, not together again, but in the same room as Luke Cage. Uh, and then you see some, uh, there's a picture, of course, of Rosario Dawson's character, the night nurse, uh, Claire, Claire, right? Um, mm-hmm. with, uh, with Luke Cage. So I'm hoping they kind of keep that romance going. And then my favorite photo, I think, is, uh, <laughs> One where it looks like Luke Cage is squaring off against Iron Fist, which I would yeah. love to see how the hell that turns out. <laughs> <laughs> where he hits him in the face. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh, so that, that was it, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm really looking forward to Defenders. I've seen all four of these shows all, um, every episode, and I just I can't wait for Defenders. Um, so what, what did you think of Iron Fist? I, I don't know if I ever heard your take yeah, on it. Yeah, we didn't really get to talk about it because Will didn't, uh, Will didn't never watched it. Uh, did you, did you get a chance to watch it? I did when I was, when I was in recovery. I think I flew through it in two days right, after right. my surgery. So yeah, the wife and I finished it. Um, I look, I have, I liked it. I, I didn't like it as much as even, you know, Jessica Jones and, and the other ones. It's definitely not up there, but the wife and I actually watched it together, which says a lot. Um, mm-hmm. because if like she lost interest in Jessica Jones, which I thought would be the last one she would lose interest in, right? Um, I, I liked Iron Fist. I think <laughs> one of the criticisms obviously is, I mean, how many board, boardroom scenes do we need? Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I really, I liked the dynamic of, I like the father 
sun dynamic and I really liked how um, dark that stuff was with the hand. And when they got towards the end of the season, that twist with um, with the hand, I thought was pretty cool. Not to give too many spoilers away, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. What do you think, man? Uh, I liked it a ton. Yeah. I mean, it did. It didn't have the the music like Luke Cage, but I thought the story was there. I think they maybe could have done it in a few less episodes than yeah. what they did. You know, take out the boardroom seats. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think I think maybe three less episodes uh, to mm-hmm. get to where they were going to get to. I think would have been fine. Um, but again, I I enjoy these Netflix. Uh, you know, series. And I, I liked Iron Fist. I liked, I had no problem with the actor. Um, the actress that plays, uh, Colleen, I thought mm-hmm. was great. Um, and I love the guy, um, uh, what's the dad's name? Um, oh, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I'm, I'm spacing it. I, I, anyway, whoever the dad's name is, uh, I love that actor, mostly from 300. He played, you know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember from 300, he played, uh, the story, the, basically the person telling the story. Um, and I just, I love that actor. I love his voice. Uh, so I, I had a really good time with it. I really enjoyed Iron Fist, but it looks like, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I had no problem with any of them. If I had to rank them, I'd probably put, uh, Daredevil, probably, I'd say Luke Cage and Jessica Jones are tied depending on my mood and then Iron Fist, but all mm-hmm. of them are enjoyable enough to where I'm really looking forward to Defenders. So, right. And then we're going to get the Punisher sh- shortly after that too. Yeah. And the Punisher I'm looking forward to. I, oh, that, mm-hmm. that, they nailed it. That actor. Oh, man. He did a really good job with that. Um, yeah. all right. So I'm going to skip the inhuman stuff, I think, because. Well, we'll just say it does have a time slot on the ABC fall schedule. There is a trailer that comes with it, which we'll, we'll talk about next week. Um, so the Inhumans is coming to ABC and it's going to be at 9 p.m. on Friday nights. Uh, I don't know if it has an official day starting though. Doesn't say when it's going to start, but, uh, but the Inhumans is coming, dude. I don't know. Any thoughts on that? Uh, not a whole lot yet. I just know, um, I think I'd read. An article I can't remember where, um, but the the show got kind of got ripped on the costuming. Yeah, I saw something about that too. Uh, <laughs> we'll 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 see how it, it shakes out. I mean, you know, it's not every single one of these things is gonna be is gonna hit, you know. And I think um, Powerless. I don't know if you watch Powerless is a good uh, example of that, where mm-hmm. you have all these you have this DC property and you can pull from this stuff, but the show just didn't get the ratings that they hoped it was going to get, which is sad because I actually really enjoyed the show, but you know, right. And, it, and a Friday night time slot is not you <laughs> usually the best. It, it, you don't want to start on a Friday night. No. <laughs> if, so. you get, if you get moved to Friday night, usually it's like, Oh, we're going to try to save you here. Go to Friday night and see if, <laughs> and, and see if you can stick around. But yeah, it's, it's pretty bad, man. Um, but we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully it stands up. Um, cause not a lot of shows, uh, last too long on Friday nights. Uh, so before we get to convention news, I have a couple merchandise things and I don't know if you're a dark tower guy, um, or looking forward to the dark tower film at all or, or anything I like that. I have not read the book, but I am looking forward to the movie. It the, looks really good. The movie looks insane. I've read all the books, uh, and it's this. So <laughs> I have a link in the show notes for it, but Funko's releasing, uh, dark tower pops. And okay. they look freaking cool. 
They, you know, they've got the gunslinger and the man in black and this, in on this, uh, this is from Nerdist. Uh, they got pictures of it. Uh, it just looks so cool. So if you're a pop collector and you like the dark tower, you're going to want to pick up the, pick these bad boys up. They are damn cool looking. Uh, looks like there's a couple variations of the gunslinger. One with two guns up, one with a gun down, and then the man in black. So that's, I don't know. I thought those were pretty damn cool. Uh, and then speaking of Funko, because we always talk about Funko, uh, they're doing, um, they're an unveiling sci-fi pint size heroes. Um, and there's a little gallery in here. So it's basically like just pretty much everything sci-fi. You've got like the predator in here and, um, and doc from, uh, you know, from back to the future. back to the future and all that kind of stuff, and Zoidberg from Futurama, and and but it's those things where you where you, you know you buy the little pack. I get them for my kids all the time. You buy a little pack and you and you hope to get what you want, and if not, you buy another one, kind of thing. Yeah, you go um, spend more money. <laughs> yeah, spend more money, get what you want, maybe. Uh, so I just thought that was that was a pre- kind of cool. I think my kids would get a kick out of that, or maybe it's just me. Uh, no, no. <laughs> maybe it's just me. I think I would get a kick out of it. <laughs> like I said, I, I, and, and you, you kind of nailed it. You, you saying that you, you get it for your kids. Yeah. You know, it's kind of the same thing. You yeah. know, when you, you, you buy them for yourself, but you know, you pretend it's for the kids. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I'll get this for you. Can I just, I'm going to put it on my shelf though. And you can't play with it. Okay. Uh-huh. That's, that's how, that's how this is going to go. Okay. Yep. <laughs> All right, man. So we are prepping for San Diego Comic Con and, uh, the lot, we always end our show kind of with Comic Con info. Uh, so one of the links I have in here is tech and gear for San Diego Comic Con. So if you're new to San Diego Comic Con, crazy for Comic Con, Tony Kim's blog has a really cool, uh, he does this every year and he updates it. Um, this one's neat. There's some stuff that I didn't even think about buying maybe to prep for the trip. Um, so definitely check out the link, uh, things from, you know, phone chargers to, um, things to help you pack and, and, and just suggestions and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. Um, Zachary Levi is going to host uh sci-fi's live from Comic-Con. And I think we talked last week where nerd HQ, which is a big offsite event, um, is not happening. He is still going to be down there. And I don't think this is the reason he's not doing Nerd HQ. I think Nerd HQ honestly just fell through, which is sad for a lot of people. It's one of those big offsite events where people can kind of go recoup. You can see panels you don't need a badge for, that kind of thing. Um, but he's going to do this live from Comic-Con thing, and we have a link in the show notes for that. I'm not as familiar with that, but it's from Sci-Fi, and um, I think he's going to be you know, interviewing people and, and doing that kind of stuff, which I think would be cool. Uh, also, if you're... This is kind of, this is kind of cool actually. Uh, and I'll, this leads into the next thing. SDC, SDCC unofficial blog. They do, um, they usually have some sort of promo and this year they're doing Uber and Uber Eats. So there's a promo code in there. If you want to get, you know, basically Uber Eats is like, I'm standing in line. I want food. Let me order some food and they just bring it to you, which nice. I mean, welcome to 2017, right? Nah, <laughs> I, I just, I just think, I just think that's freaking badass. So, uh, I, I, I don't know. I've never tried it, but, um, I have a feeling I might. So I think that's cool. Uh, and the last thing I want to talk about, which is really, really neat. And I listened to the show already. Sadly, they didn't read my question for, uh, Darren DePaul, but Darren DePaul was a guest on the SD, SDC Concast. Uh, which they do every week, which is the unofficial blog site I just mentioned. They do it every week leading up to the convention. 
And essentially, uh, they had an interview with him. They actually couldn't get him to leave. Um, and if you've met Darren DePaul, he is such an awesome guy. I'm really hoping he comes to our meetup th- again this year. This will be the third year in a row we've hung out with. Last year, we spent so much time just kind of hanging out, going and doing things with him. And um, he's just a down-to-earth guy. He's a uh, voice actor for things like Overwatch, and he plays Emperor Valkorion in Star Wars Yoda Republic and all of that. It just and and how much did he embrace the the whole uh, Swotor community? Oh man, I mean, I mean just if you listen to a Swotor podcast, he probably does a voice for a bumper somewhere, or he's guested on the show. We got to get him on our show, but um, we've had him on the show last year, of course, for the for the meetup. But it was just so cool to sit down. We had a bunch of Swotor fans sitting there. And then Darren sitting there, just one of the, one of the crew, just we're asking him right. questions, but then he's asking us questions. And it was just, he's just such one of the coolest people you'll ever meet. So definitely check out, I have a link in the show notes to that uh, interview with him. He had some audio problems in the beginning, but when he finally comes back, um, he answers questions and they said, okay, so we'll let you go. And he's like, well, I love your show. I'm just going to stick around. And, and they're like, okay. And so they covered the convention news and he just kind of chimed in here and there and his wife popped on. She's an actress as well. And, and that kind of thing. So really cool guy. Uh, so I'm hoping to reach out to him once we solidify our pucked cantina plans and say, Hey, meet us, meet up with us and be on the show again. So, um, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, all right, man. So anything else you want to talk about before we jam out? No, no, I, Man, I really appreciate you uh, having me on today. No, it's funny. We I've were actually it. we were actually planning on having you on next week, and then when Will couldn't make it, I was like, "Well, shoot, I'm gonna see if he's available tonight." So uh, <laughs> it, it worked out really well. So maybe we'll get you back on next week, and we'll 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 uh, we'll do that. But uh, but I appreciate any time you're on the show, man. And um, if you could, before I get to my outro stuff, just uh, uh, tell people where they can find you and your podcast one more time. Okay. Uh, podcast name is The Geeking Hour, and you can find that on Podbean and on Stitcher. Um, I, I'm sure it's in a few of the other podcatchers out there. Um, you can uh, also contact me on Twitter at John R. Skeen, and that's S-K-E-N-E uh, on the last name. Awesome, man. That'd be the best way. Cool. And I, I can't thank you enough for being on the show. Uh, and anytime Will can't make it, I will hit you up as last minute as possible. Okay, hey, no, no. right from the soccer field. Here yeah, we go. I'll be like, all right, so I, we're going to go on in an hour. You're good, right? <laughs> I, get, I, I appreciate it, man. So thanks a lot. All right. So thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at the usual podcast.com. Email us at the usual podcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Mr. Skeen, as he said, is John R. Skeen on Twitter. And my usual co-host is Will at I am Will Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitch Radio, and Google Play and all that. So, of course, if you see us out there, give us a positive rating and like us and share us and all that. If you want to support the show, give us a buck or two an episode. You can get our uh, exclusive uh, patron content, trailer time, and our blooper reels, and more prizes coming down and some changes to that. So, patreon.com well slash usual podcast. And thank you to everybody who does that, including you, sir. Thank you. Uh, no, well worth the money. Trust me. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. So, we appreciate everybody who does that. And another way to support the show, which nobody ever does, but it's a good deal, audibletraw.com slash usual podcast. Uh, we get 15 bucks. You get a free audio book. You can check out Thrawn. Um, there's some Brandon Sanderson books that are 40 uh, hours long. You get for free on us and we get money and you get a book so you know 
And we have a supporters page on our website. And we have lots of ways to support the show, but uh, Patreon and Audible are two of the easiest. So, all right, man. I'm going to let you say uh, say the words to, to get us out of here. So, have a fun, everybody. And we'll see you all next week.